Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everyone, on this wonderful winter that never, never it's, 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 it's party Friday. It's party Friday. It's a particular party Friday. It's Chuck's 37th birthday. birthday. Yeah. Golf score and his birthday have come combined or intersected. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's Chuck Bonniewell. Julie Hayden, Truth Straight Up, brought to you by. The show brought to you by HappyTrees.co, Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Chinese Ac- Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, and also Denver Synagenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. Okay, well, when you just just when you thought that the establishment rhino Republicans couldn't get any worse, they do. They do. They do. Um, and when they tell you, oh, at least elect a Republican, it's better than a Democrat, yeah. that's not true. N- nope. We've got two Colorado Republican lawmakers who have introduced a bill in the legislature to essentially get rid of caucuses, caucuses and assembly. Essentially, the whole point of the Republican Party. Oh, yeah, the whole, the whole structure, infrastructure, the whole infrastructure of public then- just just be they want it to be a pay to play where you get if you're really rich you just pay to be on the ballot yeah. they've introduced this law and i think there's some shenanigans going on with no. this behind i know no. behind the scenes we're going to have coming up at 315 laurel imer and then kevin lundberg who like sounded the alarm mm. if you haven't subscribed kevin lundberg has lundberg the lundberg report is great yeah and and he, he put out a special one like a special alert so we'll be talking to them in a few minutes but want to talk briefly about the chinese spy balloon so if you guys um, it's it's all over the place now, but if you haven't um, if you haven't heard it, so apparently the Pentagon just announced, okay, okay, because people and pilots are like, there's this giant, and the pilot things are calling it a derelict balloon, but it's like a giant balloon, a giant fun balloon, spy balloon has been floating, came from China over the Aleutian Islands through Canada, then is in Montana, hovering over Air Force bases, and now it's on its way to what in Kansas, Camp Lejeune, is that it? I guess so. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Camp Lejeune is in Kansas, but uh, anyway. Well, there's another fort right anyway yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's going around basically over um military bases and it's maneuverable so they can kind of you know not just waft it up there but the but it, it is it, they don't know what to do it well they it, think it may be a russian hoax yeah that it, that <laughs> it's really we have 51 Security experts saying this is a Russian hoax. Yeah, 51. That it's not, you're not even seeing it. It doesn't no, exist. No, no. It's, it's a, a conspiracy, conspiracy theory. So they've got the balloon. And so the Pentagon finally acknowledges, okay, okay, like we noticed yeah, this yeah, a, a few days ago yeah. um, and just now kind of decided to mention it. Um, and some people, Donald Trump is like, shoot it down. They're like, oh, no, there'd be oh. too much debris. Other people are like, well, just bring it down and let's see what's in it, right? Yeah. But first, China said, oh, we don't know what it is. No idea. Not ours. Then they said, oh, that balloon. That's- you mean the Hunter Biden balloon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They said no. That's a. They said that's a. It's a weather balloon. It's weather. Gathering. It's a Biden weather balloon. It was like like the Biden Penn Center. It's a Biden weather balloon. Exactly, and it exactly, and it um is a weather balloon that was blown off course. And at least, thank goodness, the Pentagon said, "Yeah, we don't believe that. Ooh, we believe it's brilliant. it's spying on us." But they said it's not a threat. Not no, a threat. no, no, no. We have no idea what it is or what it's doing. We do know because China tells us this. It's not a threat. I mean, it's just it's kind of fun if you go. I, I mean, the memes are. All over the place. Somebody did a big meme where it put um it said Eric referring to Eric Swalwell. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, love Fang Fang. <laughs> you know, and people, I but I mean to me it seems like the incompetence of the Biden administration. I mean, we thought, you know, Afghanistan, you just look at what they do. He can't even handle the docudrama correctly, um, or at least smartly. Um, and now he's got this giant Chinese spy balloon. And like people are and, saying- and the Pentagon says, well, if it's near you, you can see it. So you can look up in the air if it's there. Oh, okay. Well, and this is, you know, our Pentagon, they're so bu- they're too busy worrying about diversity and equity and trans pronouns. rights. What kind of pronouns? What kind of pronouns they use? It's like we don't have time to deal with the Chinese spy balloon no. soaring over our company. And it's it's ridiculous. How can they know 
it's no threat. I mean, how do they know? Like you said, it doesn't have like a little atomic bomb, and they just kind of get over or, St. Louis. Or, or you know, their their newest uh, who knows flu virus that they've they've uh, weaponized yeah. at the Wuhan lab. <laughs> it's with mo- American money funded by funded by Americans. Funded saying, Here's your money's worth. We're giving it back to you. And it's just, and then they're like, well, you know, we can't shoot it down because it would be too no, much no. debris. Yeah. Well, it's like, then why didn't you shoot it down when you first saw it over the ocean? Well, or, or the elation. Blinken yeah, is apparently still going to China. Why didn't he mention it to them on this phone call? Does he need to pick up a check or why is he right, yeah, he's going there because Hunter, well, Hunter's um, legal defense is going to be expensive. Mm. So he has to go there. I mean, it's just, it, it, you know, again, you just think what would, if nothing else, this is the Chinese basically giving the Americans a finger, right? And saying, we can do whatever we want. We can fly. I mean, because apparently they did fly some like uh, military jets over that. And I don't know what they did to it. Did they fly upside down and flip it off like in Top Gun or something like that? I don't know. Um, but they can't figure out what to do. And my guess is sooner or later, there's going to be enough public pressure. They're going to have to. Well, do just it. have to surrender. We'll just have to, <laughs> we surrender. Well, you know what they should do it. I could see it's going to come and it's going to hover over the White House. Yeah. It'll hover over Delaware and stuff like that. The then, beach. then they'll probably figure out what to do. Drop some yeah. From so. Leo, they're checking to see if the balloon is a he, she, they, yeah. you know? Yeah. And from Leo, this is also true. Rev can probably take it down with a bow and arrow. <laughs> well, and somebody else was saying if it went over Miralargo, this is another meme. You know how Trump they, Trump hits the golf ball? Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Blows it up. All right. Um, and, and in a way, it's funny, but it's not funny. You know what I it's mean? Funny. It's, Everything's funny now. Well, yeah, it's funny. funny. I mean, if that's, you gotta, you gotta laugh at this one because Chinese government. I mean, it's a clear violation of our airspace. Ooh. You know, well, but I mean, and China's like, if nothing. Well, wait a minute. Else, okay, you know, you don't protect your borders. Well, what yeah. do you care about a balloon? Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> you let seven million people in. Yeah, complaining about a little. Feed them oh, in house them in New York. It's it's just ridiculous. So that's what you get when you elect Democrats. But we're going to talk now about well, you don't get much that, different if when you say if yeah, that's what she say elect. Use that word. Well, all right, all right. Good point. Good point. Um. So what we want to talk about? We, we've been talking about all of this for a while. Um. Just the. This is what I think. And there's good news in this. As always, I can find good news. Um, The establishment rhino Republicans in Colorado, actually and around the country, as as we all know, there is there's this kind this conflict, um, a civil war, if you want to call it that, between the grassroots and the establishment and the grassroots ever since Donald Trump have been growing and rising in power. And the establishment people are starting to freak out. So Barbara Kirkmeyer, who was the Republican candidate, not my choice, for CD8. Okay, um, didn't get elected to Congress, which is too bad if we had known what was going to happen if she stayed at the state legislature. So she well, and- she's on the Joint Budget Committee, which is the most powerful position, except she always uh, votes with Democrats. Right. Well, and this is and this is even worse. So in Colorado, the way because a lot of people don't, you know, get into the weeds on this, but this is it's kind of necessary to get in the weeds. The way in Colorado that Republicans, actually, I suppose Democrats too, elect candidates, you can either do one thing if you're rich, and that's you can gather enough signatures to get on a ballot. If you're a, a grassroots person, and by the way, you're popular with the voters, what you do is you go through the caucus system. So Republicans, you go to caucus, you elect, which is your neighbor. Neighborhood. Basically, you elect PCPs, the PCPs, and go to the assembly, which is sort of like the community, the bigger neighborhood, and then they vote on the candidates. Um, in Colorado, this last time around, all the grassroots candidates won. Um, the establishment candidates didn't really even bother going through the caucus well, process. Well, they did, they lost. But it is the one way anymore that that Republican grassroots candidates can get on a ballot. Right. So there are establishment people who have been floating this out more and more. They want to get rid of the caucus and the assembly system. They say it's obsolete. And what they want to do is turn it into a pay to play and not just pay a little bit. If you wanted to run for governor, it would cost you $250,000 to get on the ballot. I mean, I can't think of something that's more unconstitutional, right? That Well, you know, not all the other, there are other ones who say you, you just get on by petition. Everything is getting on by petition. But that's money. That's once again, this money, uh, the higher they make the, the threshold, the more money you'll need uh, to get the signatures and stuff. So, so. So, so they've been trying to destroy the caucus system because the grassroots have been growing, flexing our muscle, and we're starting to have an impact, right? And they're freaking out. So two Republicans pass a bill 
or they're proposing a bill in the Colorado legislature to just get rid of caucuses, to just get they're rid so of the caucus and the assembly procedure yeah. and, and to make it way easier to petition onto the ballot. Now, there are a lot of theories floating around as to what's really going on here. And we'll be talking, like I said, with Laurel Eimer and Kevin Lundberg about it. But you need to know that's going on. Um, and they're not kidding about it, right? They're not, they're Republicans, so it may not pass. I don't know where the Democrats would stand on this. Um, well, if, if, uh, you know, it's impossible to know. I mean, they like the system as it is, right? right? They're doing pretty well by the system as it is. So if they think that, you know, if you change the system, maybe... Maybe it wouldn't help them enough. Right. Um, but there's, well, and also we talked to Carl Hunter. Wait, another thing to throw in. Remember, we've talked about this before, the No Labels Party, no which thing. is funded by a bunch of wealthy business tycoons, basically, has Liberal. now become, a, yeah, has now become an official party in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And can be, uh, they had enough petitions, right? I kind of wonder if that group, the Kent Theory people, are behind Kent all theory. of this. Kent, uh, yeah. Why, why they didn't convict him? Why a jury was appeared to convict just convicted him. him of something, you know? Just being an asshole. Um, and, well, trying to destroy the state. So Carl Honiger, who is a political analyst, his theory is that the two Republicans, Republicans are proposing this. They know that it won't pass in the legislature, but what they're going to do is use the state resources because they can while they're working on a bill, right? And the state money to research all of the ins and outs of this, how to make it legal, because there's a question, how can the state pass a law telling a private entity, the Republican Party, how to elect its people, right? right? And and so what Carl thinks, and this makes sense to me, is what they're going to do is use this period before the bill gets killed to have the state staff do all the research, get everything hammered out. And then lo and behold, next year, they're going to make it be a ballot initiative. Um, and that to me, that makes Put sense. On by Phil Kent Anschutz. Yeah, Phil Anschutz, well, Kent, Phil Anschutz behind the scenes. Right. So there's a lot to talk Phil about. To Kent, to, to, um... There's a lot to talk about there. Meanwhile, um, the battle is going on still in Pueblo, where, as we've been talking about, Christy Burton Brown didn't like the fact that the Colorado grassroots, Springs, Colorado Springs, oh, what was I saying? Pueblo. Pueblo. Oh, um, Colorado Springs. Same well, thing. Down south. Down south. Down south. Down south. I twenty five. Lincoln Avenue. Yeah, down there. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. Of um. In El Paso County is the El Paso County. Republican yes, it is Party. El Paso County. There, I have it right. <laughs> um. But she didn't like the fact that the grassroots had control of that county. Mm-hmm. So what she did is she held an emerg- emergency meeting of uh, the state central committee. And basically, it was a coup. There's no other word for it, right? right. A blood, well, maybe not blood. She she basically ousted the legitimately elected. Ran a crooked meeting. Yep. Uh, all, everything uh, put put on the thing to, to advantage her side i mean it was just pathetic and and basic and and now dave williams thank goodness told us just wednesday that you know they're filing a lawsuit they're going to try to fight it and say you can't just take the republican party leadership away from the people and install your own people um and and they keep calling it the the crooked yeah the crooked the crooked media keeps referring to them as the neutral Neutral party party. well a similar thing is going on in adams county County. and i'll let you explain it i'll kind of just full disclosure i'm running tomorrow as the vote for vice chair of Adams County. Yeah, well, and so we've had vacancies, uh, like most counties. We filled some up the other day. Um, it's then at the last moment, um, a evil little creature called uh, Evan Underwood. Um, uh, you shouldn't be calling people evil. <laughs> why not? He is. Um, let me know. Um, it got a group together and said, we want these people. Now they didn't, they didn't have enough signatures to call a meeting. So they just called it on their own. Essentially what they wanted to do is to, and, and, to have, to make sure that they have enough um, voters to elect Evan and the Austin. establishment candidates. Yeah. Well, so what does Christy, Br- and, and the meeting wasn't legit. The county chair, Joanne, explained all of that to them. And so what did they do? They wind to Christy Burton Brown, who is now saying um, that she'll intervene in Adams County. Yeah, if the everywhere. Vote doesn't go she's her way. everywhere. It's everywhere. We got Laurel Eimer with us now. People remember Laurel. She's a grassroots hero, CD7 congressional candidate. Um, Laurel, hey, thank you for your time. Hi, how are you? Sorry to jump on in a rush kind of late. That's <laughs> right, that's right. So your take on two... Well, let me ask her one other thing. Um, 
when we supported you, one of one of the one of the many reasons we loved you is the fact that you were for liberating our primaries from the Democrats and, and the independents and all of that. And of course, your opponent, Eric Audlin, would not. He'd say, No, no, I'm not I'm not for that. Now he's come out saying, Oh, oh, you mean liberating the primaries? <laughs> it's mine it's it's, he's he is the epitome of a politician because he doesn't have any idea what he's saying he's a mouthpiece for whoever is his puppet master behind the scenes and that's all you need to know about him Mm -hmm. and we cannot allow someone like that to lead our party we're in enough trouble as it is and the last thing that we can do is allow someone who doesn't even have a position He has zero convictions. He does not understand what it means to be a grassroots activist. He's never done the work on the ground. He came up out of nowhere. He's, he doesn't even, if you had asked him two years ago, he wouldn't have even known what a primary, a caucus or an assembly were. Well, he didn't because we asked him about open primary when he first came in to Adams County, when he was a senatorial candidate and not a congressional one, then he had no, it was just, you could be talking to a rock wall. So I'm for the constitution. No, no, you can't just keep on saying that. (laughs) That's just a cop out for people who don't know what they're talking about. I mean, I was kind of, I was never, I was for you and, and, but, but I was, you know, initially willing to give Eric a pass, but he was clearly opposed to closing the primary. And now all of a sudden that he's, you know, running for state chair, he's for it, which I think the Laurel, and we talked a little bit about this on the phone that says we're winning basically, right? They know they're historical and which is part of this bill, but your comments on that. Well, exactly. Yeah. I think that's, they know we're coming for them. We've been building a silent network of grassroots activists. I have been at least for the last five years and I'm not alone in that process. And I know how close we are to installing true grassroots activists at all levels in the political operations within the party, within counties, and then the state party as well. And they know that we're coming for them. That's what you saw happen in El Paso County this week. Um, You're seeing it in, in Adams County. We've seen it in Jeffco. Every time we get on the cusp of that victory, they use all their power, all their money, to come after us and to try to shut us down. And that's what that Senate bill is about. Um, I don't know. I just got on. So I don't know if you so go ahead and go yet. ahead and explain it to people. We did a little bit, but, but I think you're more well versed okay. on it. Okay. So, so the Senate bill specifically, I think the saddest part about it is that it is, it is put out by Republicans, elected yes. Republicans. This is the consequence that elections have when we elect rhinos to lead us in our Colorado state legislature or in our national. We didn't elect them. Nobody elected Barbara Yeah, They were chosen and installed (laughs) um, by Dominion voting machines, but that's another conversation. But, um, but anyway, this Senate bill um, specifically is Senate bill 23101. And basically what it is, is it's a way to make it by the state legislature law that we would have nothing but pay for play. So we would have no grassroots activism. The only way you can get on the ballot is by collecting signatures that typically are paid for. And there would be no assembly process, no caucus process. It would completely eliminate the grassroots out of the process. And they want this bill to go forward. This is a backdoor to us trying to take over the leadership at the Colorado state level and close the open primary. Yes, This is their way to come in underneath us and try to push that out. We had this on the table at the meeting two years ago. It was voted on that day that we would form a committee and and fundraise to close the primary. And nothing has happened with that. We've had lawsuits. Oh, no, something was done about that. I raised the money and we had a lawsuit. And we have lawsuits. They applied nothing and did nothing, notwithstanding 100% of 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 the right. delegates saying yeah we want to do it they said oh we don't have the money he said well we've got i'll i'll, I'll get us the council well, and and not? and then and then they then then we get to court and say, well where's the republican party that doesn't see it too. what makes you say you represent the republican party he said well 100 percent of the delegates no christy burton brown's not here so well and laurel what it would do essentially too is um i mean it would eliminate 
the the whole point i would think of having county republican parties it would that would be there if that they're there to organize the caucuses and the assembly and help get republicans elected right. if in order to get elected all you have to do is pay to be on the ballot that you know then you pay consultants are all going to be really that's happy. right this is run by the consultant class and this is something you have to understand the consultants and that elite group of establishment cons- are behind all these things the consultants behind eric odland this is their plan for the GOP as well. This is in conjunction underneath right. with probably what's happening in the state legislature. So that pay for play plan is the is the blueprint that that the team leading Odlin running for state chair wants. That's right. what they want. So Eric is is talking out of both sides of his mouth. We know who the money is behind him that is pushing him forward and what their plan and agenda are. But then he puts out the article in Campfire saying that he's for closing the primaries. And what he does in that article is he, if you read that Campfire article, specifically, he basically outs himself as, as basically saying that he was the worst candidate on the ballot. And that's how he got in. Because of the open primary, he knows that the Democrats use that to influence the election and put the least competitive candidate on the ballot. Right. right. He just, that's him. He lost. He was the least competitive candidate. Well, and here's the other thing too, on top of that, it's pretty easy for him to say, yeah, I'm for closing the primary, knowing that their secret plan is to just get rid of the primary. Right. It's pretty easy to say, we could, we could do it also, whatever you want. I mean, if within a year, right, because the then the grassroots be who will believe that he's a grassroots activist because he's right. lied about that for a year. If they right. fall into his trap, then they'll vote for him. So, oh, but he's for closing the primaries. No, he's not. He's right. not. Look at his record. Look back at what these people have said for the week before, the month before, the year before, and see if they have consistency because they simply don't. Right. Don't. Well, and as you said, the, the people pushing this, I believe, because uh, I, I don't think Barbara Kirkmeyer, who was probably crabby, she didn't go through the caucus system because she couldn't have done it. So she's, I'm sure, sort of crabby at the caucus people. But t- for them to say that, I know that's let's pass a law. But, and let me ask you this: I mean, so the the parties, Democrat and Republican, are private entities. How can the state even pass a law telling the Republican Party? What they well, they say since do. they're paying for the well, primary. well, I think they go, don't pay do, for the primary. I think what they're going to do. I don't think that that's actually the agenda. I think this bill will be killed. It'll be killed quickly by the Democrats. But what's going to happen is it'll create a fire underneath somebody who will now make it a ballot initiative. Yes, yeah. I think that that's we. Carl Conagher said the same thing. All and, funded by by the, all funded by the consultant class. No, 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 no. The consultant class has no money. People get this wrong. The consultants do what the big donors want. The consultants don't do anything. The the big boys with the money don't go, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. No, they go, you consultant, here's 50,000 bucks. Do this. Do that. Do a, it's because we we have Voldemort back there. Ba- Voldemort is Phil Anschutz. Everybody's afraid to well, say his name. Ken Theory, it, no, yeah. Ken Theory is not but, Voldemort. Um, he's just one of the little uh, ghoulish ghouls. Right. Um, but but it's 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 so easy to see. I mean, in in the Nebraska party, it was the Ricketts family, and they finally overthrew him. But it's. Right. It's right. the, it's everybody likes to blame the consultants but or just pay to play whores. I mean, they, they'll do what, whatever somebody's willing to pay. The dollar is for sure. Yeah. Well, for and sure. here's, and here's the thing I think that the people need to understand. And th- again, the, on the plus side, like you said, they know we are this close, right? I mean, they know the grassroots are energized. They know the glass grassroots are organized um, and they're worried about it. So they have to do and are doing Christy Burton Brown is just running coups on counties <laughs> that elect leadership. She doesn't like that aren't establishment hacks. This would just get rid of any need for caucuses or precincts or any of that. Or even elections. Or even, (laughs) you could just go straight to paying to be the president, I guess. Just go over to to whatever the local Democratic group is. They're worried about the grassroots and because they know they can't win fair and square. So they have to do everything to try to take them out. And I think you're right about the ballot initiative and and further what they're going to do. And they're cheating on it too. It'd be one thing if they introduced it and it was killed fair and square. I bet they're going to let it drag on for a little while so they can have the state staff do all of the research and answer the and answer the questions and come up with a ballot language. And they'll have everything just in a nice, tidy little package to launch as a ballot initiative. Of course. Sure. It makes total sense to me. makes total sense. And if then, and if then they have the state party on board with that, then, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, easy peasy, right? Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh, so it's even more conspiratorial. Oh, of I course wondering. it is. I like, I never, every time. Connect I- the dots of it. Boom, boom, boom. Right to the head of the Colorado GOP. 
that's where they that would be that would be why because initially eric Odlin was pretty adamant he was not going to do it right. but all of a sudden he is but all of a sudden these you know the, this patrick sullivan is writing this plan for pay to play these guys are introducing this you're you're right and of course he would endorse it you know they've been trying to get rid of the caucus the establishment system for years right Right. Well, what do no, we- I think it's I think it's I think this is all this is all these steps leading up to it. Right. And I mean, you, you have to pay attention to what the agenda of these people are, where they came from, where they want to go and what they want to do. And you have to look deeper and say, what have they done for me lately? Yes. What have they done for me? Because they haven't done anything. All that they do is do something for themselves to gain themselves power, themselves notoriety, whatever it is, a paycheck for them because they don't have a job. So they need a job. Guess what? I have a job. I have a real job. And I've had one the whole time that I've been campaigning. I don't do what I do because I need a job. I do what I do to save this country, to save this state and to save my county so that every, so that my child and my grandchildren and everybody else's have a future to grow up in the greatest country in the world. Right. Right. And here's the thing too. And I mean, talking about, you need to follow the money as well when you connect the dots. So under their pay to pay scheme, it's going to cost you, I think what, $10,000 to run for the state. That's one of the schemes. That's not, that's not this, this one. That's not the legislative one. No, No, that's that's Patrick Davis's plan. Yeah. Right. right, right, But let me me explain though. But the thing is, is so you, and then you have to pay up to $250,000 to run for a Senate or so. Uh Okay. And where does that money go? Well, to the state Republican party. And yeah. what do you think they're going to do with it? They're not going to use it for Colorado. They're going to send that money somewhere salaries, else. There's no accountability. Staff. Yeah. No transparency. No, it's never going to turn down to a like, House district candidate. Not in a million years. No. This is for Dr. Donna. I took Casper's class with Eric uh, in it, and I knew who he I was. Well, so how do we, I mean, you we're close. You guys are working hard and, um, and grassroots are making progress. Well, not maybe not fast enough, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the most important thing that you got to do is is attend your. If you're not, if if you are signing up to be a bonus member and you're of of that voting block of the central committee in your county or the state, pay attention to who you're voting for and what you're voting for. Right, because this is important. I mean, this is this is. This is really, I mean, all politics is local and this control mechanism of our parties locally and at the state level, they control everything. And that's the wheels that control the the machine, right, that all of us who run as candidates have to deal with. And so it is really important that you pay attention to where you vote and who you vote for. Research those candidates, pick up the phone and call them. You know, here we have our assembly tomorrow in Jeffco. We've got over 125 candidates for 22 seats. Wow. It's going to be a battle tomorrow. And I'm telling you, make sure you vote properly. I'm one of those candidates. I would humbly ask for your vote to keep me voting on that central committee, to keep me as a CD7 bonus member, to keep transparency in the process, to make sure that things are fair, accountability, making sure we're closing the primaries, making sure we're supporting grassroots candidates at all levels. That's the most important agenda. Well, and let me exactly, Laurel. And let me ask you this. It, so let's say, and, and the bill didn't address this, but let's say that this, you know, the bill or the ballot initiative passes, we get rid of the caucus and we get rid of the assembly process, right? So all of a sudden you don't need bonus members. You, you don't even need, what do you need a state side anything? How do you get, how do you even get a state central committee? Where do these people come from? Right. It's you like, know, there won't be a state central committee. I mean, there there won't, won't be. It will just be, it will just be, it will be a dictatorship. Yes. Of right. whomever has been chosen and installed, and that will right. be it. Right. And and and, I, and that's my point. It's like, and who's going to choose them? There will be no. If you get rid of the caucus system and the assembly system, there will be no mechanism for choosing somebody. Of course, there will be. Well, well all right, yeah, they, we'll still answer. They to play. Okay, whoever writes the biggest check gets the top spot. I mean, I mean, when you think about the the repercussions of this, it, I mean, it, it, it what it what the bill would do is completely dismantle local Republican organizations, yeah. and and there, I mean, there would be no point for them, there'd be no need for them, they would have no members, and so that be it'd be kind of like when people run for school board, right? Yes. The only people yes. who run for school board are teacher advocates because they're right. the ones who care. So sure. basically, it would be a it would be kind of a formalizing mechanism of the uniparty. Yeah. 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 Well, there we go. I'm if you happy. don't have it, then then guess what you have? You have the official formation of a uniparty at the top. Because All right. what's the point? What's exactly. The point? Hey, listen, we're going to let you go because we've got Kevin Lundberg coming on now. Time. Hi, Kevin. Say? 
All right. Good luck. Good, good luck, luck tomorrow. Thank you. All right. Um, we're now we're going to kind of continue the conversation with, with Kevin Longberg, the Longberg Report, a state senator and one of the brightest guys we know. Um, <laughs> well, an emergency report. Emergency report. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, that I did. All right. So, Kevin, that's. Well, I want to ask you first about, about how you enjoyed Tuesday night's um, <laughs> fair. And... <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, it's it's such a disappointment uh, on how that meeting was conducted. The very fact that it was even called was inexcusable and not doesn't comport with the party bylaws, which is consistent with the statutes. In other words, the statutes don't don't put any limitation on controversies, but it does say that the parties can uh you know create the rules and they did and it said two weeks. And here's another thing that kind of bugged me is uh I mean start to finish just about all of it. Uh, you should never conduct that type of a meeting over Zoom. It's Great format for information like this, not a very good format to get, give everybody a chance to, you know, f- fully debate and understand an issue and then, and then vote accurately. Um, I actually, uh, um, in, in the, uh, first parts of the meeting, uh, moved for adjournment, right. yes. which is an appropriate motion at any point in time. And because there, there was the, uh, the actual motion on the floor, it became a non-debatable um, uh, issue that had to be dealt with directly. And so uh, the the chair tried to have everybody uh, uh, list their vote in the chat. Well, you just saw this screaming circle <laughs> of yeses and nos and, and some, you know, and, and there were people on the call that were not voting members. And so it was impossible to, to conduct it that way. And so here's how they fixed it. Um, first, you got to understand that that because of they had over 300 people on this call and 301 were actually credentialed as voting members of the Central Committee. So it was a huge group. That, you know, we have pages. Once you hit 25, you go to another page. Well, I counted 14 pages on this wow. one. So understandably, you do have to strictly control the microphone. And so they had a mechanism where they could unmute you individually only. And um, I was recognized uh, during the uh, discussion on the motion uh, very early on. And, you know, I I, uh, expressed my concerns that the legal counsel for the um, uh, for the party uh, gave his legal analysis of what they were doing, but he left out the party bylaws, which actually ultimately governed that two week. And there limit. was no, so, and there was no one. She gave Chris Murray, who was the, the yeah. legal counsel, and with Brownstein, of course, because Brownstein controls all, um, a time to give out his analysis, but no chance for anyone else to say no, Chris, but you forgot A or B or controversy. No, right, right. Kind of- uh, it so was when, all one way. Yeah, when I was recognized, I did note that he neglected to cover what the bylaws actually say about it and said therefore i move to adjourn this meeting immediately and as i say it 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 was it's a non-debatable thing so you've got to go into um okay let's vote and they tried and it was kind of a mess and then uh oh and by then they had cut my audio out so i had no chance to to come back at it um Um, here's another this is the point though that was an illegal vote because the chair, once she voted and discovered that there are a lot of people that wanted to uh, in this meeting, mm-hmm. uh, she conferred with, I assume, the general counsel and said, oh, this is a two-thirds vote required. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Robert's Rules of Order makes uh, a motion to adjourn uh, the second highest priority motion in their list of uh, motions, uh, you know, normal, regular, everyday motions, and it it's uh, listed as having uh, requiring a majority vote in order to do it. So they they either it was either bad information or it was just an outright lie. No, what they, what they did is there was a motion to adjourn early on, which she ruled out of order. She said that wouldn't have been a majority, but it's out of order. So, so once the rules are adopted, to change the rules, you in adjourn, you need two thirds, which is contrary to to Robert Rules order. But here's the one I like. Right. So, Christy Burton Brown um, called the meeting, even though uh, she not couldn't. she couldn't get enough signatures or people to to ask for it. Um, and she said, and they said, well, you, it's a controversy. You have to you have to go through the county 
State Central Committee um, uh, first. And she said, no, this is not a controversy. Um, (laughs) And so today in their pleadings, the Republican Party said, uh, oh, no, court, this is a controversy. And therefore, you cannot you have no jurisdiction because this is a controversy, no matter what Christie said earlier to allow her to override the state Central Committee. Right, because the statute they actually uh, um, cited is concerning controversies. That's yes. the title of the statute. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, it's you can't get around this and you can't make this stuff up either. Oh, well, no. here's the thing. So why not, which leads us into then the talking about your, your emergency report. And, yeah. and we've talked about Senate Bill 101 sponsored by two Republicans. Their, I think, attempt to just get around all of this pesky PCP people and voters and things get like that. Get rid of the people. Just get rid of it. Just get, just <laughs> pass a state law that says, okay, we're just going to get rid of this, right? Yeah. You know, Colorado is somewhat unique. Uh, because we have a very solid caucus system for major parties and it's in statute uh you know so the the parties are pretty much locked into to what's there uh but it allows the individual citizen a front row seat to the election process if you want to get involved all you have to do is once every two years show up to your local precinct caucus and then if you want to take it further Volunteer to be a, a delegate to one of the districts or to all the districts, all the way up to the state to convention. Um, and, you know, different counties have different mechanisms to get all the way down there. But but it starts with the caucus and it ends up the number one job of the caucus is to select delegates for the meetings that that follow, which end up in district assemblies and the purpose of the district assembly, the primary purpose, is to select the candidates to stand for election in the primary ballot. Right. That's that's so you know it basically is is the purpose of caucuses. Right. And, well, and it gives individual. Yeah. It gives you as a grassroots person in your neighborhood. It gives you. It's a first place for your voice. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, a very powerful and one. And that's an, a very powerful one. And that's the point, to give power to the individual people. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, rather than – I said Colorado is somewhat unique because I haven't done a survey of all 50 states. But what I've uh, discovered in, in just a little bit of a, of a view of this is very few states really have this opportunity in such a uh, an open um, uh, fashion. And as I say, it's in statute. It's the policies. 1972, the very first time I attended a caucus, that's the way the system worked then. Okay. And I don't know how long it had been working since then, but, you know, that that's a few years ago. We're all kind of used to this. What do you think is the motive? Well, I mean, I think I know, but what do you think is the motive for them doing this? And where do you see this? What do you, where, what, what's the, the wheels behind the wheels? Yeah. Well, first, and maybe you've already covered this. Go ahead. That's okay. But just just for my assurances, at least, the bill doesn't get rid of caucuses. What it does is it gets rid of the district assembly's ability to choose primary candidate uh, uh, candidates for the primary. And so everybody has to petition on, which anybody who's really been involved in this knows it's it's kind of the rich man's game because you you don't go stand out on the street corner and collect signatures for yourself. Mm -hmm. you know, you have to go buy them from somebody, and and for the higher offices, it gets pretty pricey. Anyway, uh, so Senate Bill One Hundred One uh, simply says that everybody has to petition on, and the the assemblies have no authority in that. Now, what are they trying to do? Um, ultimately, I think they're 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 trying to get rid of the caucuses, right? Because if you, there's no yeah. point to go to a caucus and be involved in any of that if yeah, you're not going to and, go to your assembly. Get rid of those pesky citizens who actually want to get engaged and involved in the process um, rather than, you know, the, the good old boys in the back rooms, which unfortunately is the process in a lot of states. Right. Um, and um, now I uh, in, in my political experience, I've seen this come up, I don't know, at least two times. Ah. Uh, it's come up for an actual general election ballot question. Shall we continue with the caucus, caucuses? And in each time, uh, I kind of figured that this average voting citizen in November would turn it down. 
because only, you know, a very small 2-3% of the people uh, actually uh, um, uh, take advantage of the caucus. But instead, they have turned it down. But they keep coming back, trying it. And so this one doesn't bring it to a vote of the people, which I think is a pretty sneaky thing right. to do. Uh, it, well, that's, that's, no difference in, that's no difference in mail-in ballots. Mail-in ballots. Uh, yeah, brought, we voted it down. Well, no, but mail-in ballots uh, went to the public on a, on a referendum or agenda, uh, turned it down, and they just did it fine. Waited a couple of years and passed it. Uh, exactly. And, in the in the uh, no. when they controlled all exactly so so they're they're it's it's a power play yeah no yeah. i i think that's the big issue is it's the the you know the folks who have um their hands on the levers of power within party politics unfortunately um far too many of them uh don't don't really want to make it a republic no. where uh, where we the people select our representatives who then you know uh, go and, and govern but only as we have instructed them to do uh, you know i'm tempted at some point in time to put together a speech that is pretty much uh all um the first few paragraphs of article five of the colorado constitution and that's that's the article that establishes the legislature and if you read those first few paragraphs the 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 writers of our constitution for the state of Colorado made it ultimately clear that we, the people retain the authority and the power to make law. Now we vest in the legislature, a great deal of autonomy, but, but uh, there's no question that they had no idea that they were turning it over to somebody else. No, they, they were staying on, on top of this. And that's what the caucus system does in, imperfectly, right. but more perfectly than, you know, it's kind of like the old uh, uh, comment about uh, uh, democracy. And I'm using that with a, you know, kind of a general definition of, of that uh, um, uh, system. It's the worst system out there, except everything else. Right. You know? yeah, that's, that's exactly. said, yeah. And so where do yeah. you see this? Because again, there's some thought that they're going to do this and then they're going to put it in a ballot initiative and kind of work the kinks out while it's in the legislature. Or do you think, do they have the votes to pass it? I mean, where do you think the Democrats? Well, that's Democrats a really good question because the Democrats are, for, of course, fully in charge on this process. And right. once, once, and, and it, yeah, it's got a, it's got a Senate and a House Republican sponsor. Right. Um, and, now the house sponsor i kind of understand it's probably a you know a personal vendetta because she lost in the assembly <laughs> and then had to go to... crabby about it yeah barb kirkmeyer yeah no yeah no, and, no, 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 mary bradford yeah it's yes, yeah it's yes, bradford yes. In, in the house sorry, yeah. and and so i i'm not sure i don't know her well enough to know whether she thinks these things through or not but i can see that she might have just kind of reacted and said yeah i want to get rid of this they tried to get rid of me you know <laughs> and, and uh, and I think they should have, but that's another comment. <laughs> that's another one. Um, well, do you so where yeah. I mean, because the Democrats, it's interesting. They have a similar system, but they, yeah. they theirs is already almost always decided, right? They don't very often have. Well, they rule with an iron hand, and and if you you need not go any further than just look at the campaign finance um, histories with Democrat uh, incumbents, and you discover that a whole lot of money comes their way. And then when it comes time for voting, man, they are just lockstep. And and there's no doubt in my mind that there's a strong connection here. They crack the whip in a big way, and um, and therefore other people don't challenge them much. Uh, you know, us Republicans, we, what do we do? Well, we we let people run for office. Yeah, you know, and and I think that's a good idea. So, well, so do you think there's a chance that it might pass that the Democrats? Um, I don't know. I, I've heard rumors that there are some D's who have the common sense to think that's not a very good idea. Um, I mean, it could blow up in their face. In Well, here's what it's going to do. Absolutely no question. It's going to tell every voting citizen in the state of Colorado that the last thing you want to do is be affiliated with a uh, a political party because they have no say in anything. Right. And if you're unaffiliated... Um, not only can you vote in primaries, but this bill says that you can be one of the people signing the a petition. petition. So, right. And, and uh, you know, you could sign a petition for uh, uh, some Democrat running for Senate and then some Republican running for the House. And, you know, you're just a free agent with everything. And, and with, with the 
uh, open primary system we have, uh, yes, and it does say right up here, in Colorado's open primary. Uh, <laughs> I make sure that's on most of my Zoom calls. But but uh, uh, that has gone a long way to tell citizens, uh, don't bother with the parties. Well, right. this, I think, just, you know, pulls the rest of the guts out of the system. Right. And and I think that... Uh, uh, it, it's it's a foolish notion. Um, you know, George Washington didn't like the idea of parties, but guess what? They're inevitable. Why? Yes. Because we have differing points of view, and each one of us can't have much effect, but when we join together with others, we find we do. Well, right. this this just kind of, it's kind of like up in Alaska with their jungle primary. It just kind of scrambles everything. It's a, it's so. a, yeah, like Laurel Imer said, it's, it, this is, it is a, you know, it's a uniparty, right? That's what this would. Well, like it's. It's kind of aimed that way, but but it's not going to work out that way, um, because uh, you know, look at uh, states that have, and I hope we're not looking at Colorado, but maybe we are. The states that have a um, you know a supermajority on one party's part all the time. Well, then you find that they start splitting off in, into different factions, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and people start gaming the, the system. So, it, it, to me, a two party system is. Uh, is 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 still the worst system out there, except everything else. Right, right, no, exactly. And 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 I think you know you can see sometimes in school board races where they don't declare parties, um, yeah. people cheat and they lie. I mean, at least when you have to declare a party, you have some sense at least kind yeah. of where they're leaning. They may betray you and all of that, but it of gives, course. But, it gives, but, but you but, can, but you, you can, get, right? You can really game the system. When nobody's allowed to uh, take a label or or up in Washington state, this this is a, my son lives up there. And the first time he ever voted, he's, he sent me a ballot. I may have even told you about this in the past, but on the ballot for the primary, everybody's on there. And it even says some may state their association or their uh, preference for a political party, but that has nothing to do with whether they are actually a member of the party. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's it's just, and and you can tell it's become a bit of a joke up there because um, one person running for U.S. Congress in King County, which is Seattle, uh, his official name is Good Space Guy. Good space Guy. <laughs> oh, you know, not. and I'm told he's he's kind of a regular. Uh, he gets on the ballot all the time, and you know he—he's—he's uh, he's either really spacey or he is making a political statement of this is a joke. Right, yes, right. Yes, well, yes. You know, as I was saying to Laurel, I think the the um, one positive sort of takeaway is they must be very desperate they're, that they're pushing this again. The grassroots, I think, are gaining power, are getting organized, are getting energized, um, and so they've got a you know well. Yeah, and and that's the real question. Who are they? Is there a critical mass to make this happen or not? Whether or not it is, uh, I think it's a golden opportunity. I'm always looking for the silver lining, and here's the silver lining. This gives us an opportunity to underscore the significance and the importance of the caucus uh, and, and to make the average citizen who, you know, bumps into this issue at all to realize that there is merit to giving them you know, right. John Q. Citizen, um, a real strong tool for selecting their representatives for their government. Right. What do you think Barbara Kirkmeyer's uh, motivation was to be the? Senator? I have no idea. I, I, uh, I'm going to go with money. I'm going to go with hoping money. for better. But I'll tell you this: I think she's got a choice now, uh, and and that is she's either going to uh, completely disavow this. Or I think she might as well, you know, forget about uh, trying to run as a Republican ever again, uh, because anybody who wants to gut the system like that does not deserve a vote from anybody who wants to um, still be engaged in the process like we have it. To, right. um, and and another thing to be aware of is when a bill is introduced prior to its introduction, it's totally up to the sponsor what to do with it, you know, how to write it when to introduce it, I mean, within the rules of when they can, or to not introduce it at all. Once it's introduced, however, it becomes the domain of the legislature, not that sponsor. Yeah. Um, and and so she's kind of thrown it out there. And, and if the D's like it, she could walk away from the thing and, you know, maybe she could talk them into 
killing it, at which point they pull it up on their own. But, um, you know, you you don't have much control over it once you introduce it. You, you know, whether or not you're now there is there is one little angle that you can do. uh, and, and, And that's that has to do with the sponsor in the other house. Now, in this case, there is a sponsor declared, so they'd both have to agree to, right. you know, uh, to juggle this in such a way that, uh, and I'd have to talk to them directly to give them all the details, but. Oh, um, well, I think, you know, and I think Kevin. <laughs> Good we're, luck. We're, yeah, really. We're yeah. I, I'm, I'm not holding my breath. No. Thank <laughs> you for putting out. And we've talked. Yes, yes. Got to get yeah. the oh, report. Hey, hey. And and actually, if you give me just a moment to explain sure. why I did it in such an emergency fashion, because sure. hey, I'm going to be writing a, a weekly report to tonight, really, to publish early tomorrow morning. But my concern is this, or or maybe it's not a concern; it's it's more of that silver lining. Is we are having all of the county party organizational meetings yes. occur. Um, some have already, but the vast majority will either be this weekend or next weekend. And I wanted to catch everybody and say, before you vote for anybody, you need to ask them, what do you think about maintaining the caucus system or not? And and some of us, like myself, you know, it's a very simple answer, of course. But um, I'm I'm wanting, you know, to flush out anybody who'd say, well, I don't know if I like that or, or... or maybe we'll just kind of ha- force them into uh, making a pledge that they're that we can hold them to later. Yeah, that's, that's a very good, good point. That's yeah, this good. is one of those big, big deals that you know could go under the radar because it's 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 kind of in the you know the the, the weeds the, a little bit. Yeah, as far as the average citizen, but but man, I'll tell you what if if they change it, it it's it just. Uh, uh, is a death knell to so much of the parties and maybe the parties entirely. I don't know because it's, it, it, I mean, we've got such a mess in the first place. No, it could be. All right. Well, Kevin, listen, we appreciate you. you so much and everybody get that uh, Lungberg report. Cause it'll, it'll inform you on a lot of things. Yeah. Well, and I might tell everybody it's, it's on my website, kevinlungberg.com. Yeah. Just go there and you'll find it. I, I send out a email reminder and that's what I sent out last night. You know, I just found out about it, it was introduced a couple of days, uh, three days ago now, but right. I found yeah. out about it yesterday afternoon. And I'm like, right. yeah, right. you know, hair on <laughs> fire, better get this All done. Right. All right. Thank Kevin, you, Kevin. Thank you. Great weekend. We'll see you later. You bet. All right. There we go. And that is time for us to go. Um, us to go. Us to go. Oh, Don't no. Have Hey, to party for Chuck's birthday. Yeah. Um, for Chuck's yeah. birthday. Hey, want to thank everybody on Zoom. Thank Laurel. Thank Kevin. Um, thank always the great guys at BBS. We love all of you guys on Zoom. We do. Catch all of our shows at chuckandjulie.com. That has links everywhere. And we'll be back after the wonderful weekend of party. There we go. See you on Monday. Bye-bye.